This is the 10-ish podcast. Yeah, you don't sound like a very advanced AI. Are you just an AI equal co-host this week? My name is Nick. What is your name? Uh, well, my name's Brandon. I'm fully human. Human Nick is back. <laughs> this is the 10-ish podcast where Nick and Brandon guess each other's top 10-ish lists each week. And the way it works, if you're new, is one of us has a list and we don't tell the other person what that list is until we record. So, Brandon has the list today and I'm going to guess that shit in real ass time. Do you want to guess what the list is first? I have some breaking news to discuss first. Give me some breaking news before this list. Thank you. This is the best kind of breaking news because it's the breaking news that's going to infuriate you. Okay. The news is, I asked our Twitter followers at 10ishpod, I said, currently, where do you stand on the great hot dog debate? Mm-hmm. Are they hashtag hot dog Nick or are they hashtag hot dog Brandon? Yeah, are they wrong or right? They're right because 67% said that they think, rightfully so, that it is hashtag hot dog Brandon. So, Brandon, what is your reaction to being seen through by at least 67% of our listeners for the uh, fraud you are regarding the hot dog debacle? We must truly be living in a post-fact world. (laughs) This is hashtag real news. Brandon, in my presence, in the presence of hundreds of maybe thousands of strangers, scarfed down a hot dog that he bought at the airport in Atlanta. He ate it over a festering open trash can um, and then looked at me and said with a mouthful of processed meat, don't tell anyone. I, <laughs> I have a, in my mind, uh, my mind's eye right now, I am reviewing the memory I recorded when I watched you do the thing you just described. Okay. If I only had a way to upload this. 67% of people ain't buying it. All right, so the next time you're going through the Atlanta airport, look at any given trash can and know that if you're walking past a trash can in the Atlanta airport, you're walking past Brandon's dining room table. It's an insane gamble that you even brought this up to begin with. That's what kind of evil genius you are. I don't know what you're talking about. So, why don't we, uh, yeah, tell me about the list. Today, we're going to talk about the largest militaries in the world. Oh, God damn. Yeah, okay. I know who number one is. I don't know any of the others. You are going to be shocked as hell. You're going to learn a lot today. Tell me, what is this based on? Is this based on like that military budget? I'd love to tell you what it's based on and I have... Please do. There's a lot that you can base it on. What I have based this on is the largest militaries by active military personnel. That is bodies, souls in boots. Butts. Yeah, these are butts in seats. These are human beings. Yeah, let's just say for every butt in a military, whoever has the most butts in their military is has the largest military. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you could say that this is based on butts. Got it. Most military butts, okay. There's also some other ways to measure uh, militaries. You know, we always talk about strongest military and there's lots of different ways to talk about the strength of a military. Uh, one of those ways is this military strength index. Uh, I've got some information about that here. Uh, Also by the number of total billions of dollars spent. Uh, And then also the percentage of each country's gross domestic product in which they put towards it, which gives some context to some of these other numbers. But no, we're, we're looking at the, like you said. Why don't you tell me the source of your information or is it a myriad of sources? 
Everything I found was originally sourced through Wikipedia, but okay. uh, starting with the largest militaries, uh, that information comes from the 2018 edition of the Military Balance by the International Institute for Strategic Studies. Oh, you wanted to know. The Military Institute of Strategic the Studies. The International Institute for Strategic Studies. It sounds vaguely evil. But yeah, you said you, you just have a sure bet for number one. Tell me your sure bet for number one and let's... Well, do we want to Do we want to give that away? Yeah, that's okay. All right. Well, There's... I think everyone knows that it's the United States, right? No, you're dead wrong, idiot. Uh, it's China. Uh, well, no, slow your roll. All right. Hang on. Don't we need to do the countries that aren't on the list first? Well, you've really biffed this, but yes. Tell me what countries other than China and USA are not on this list. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is not on the list. No. Hungary. I could go for a burger. The Congo. <laughs> the Democratic Republic of Congo <laughs> is not on here. Canada. No. New Zealand. No. I mean, I'm killing this so far. But if you just go by geographic size, you would not guess some of these. Well, I already said Canada. Isn't Canada the large... Sec it's either the first or second largest country by area, right? It's a big old country. Okay, how about Greece? No, no Greeks on here. They only have 300. 300 what? Soldiers with spears. I saw it in that movie. Oh, God damn you, Brandon. God damn you. Well, let's get into the answers. Yeah, let's get into the answers. Because you've already spoiled some of it. Yes, China is on the list and China is the largest military in the world. It's number one, the number one military in the world in terms of butts. They got a lot of butts. Two million... 35,000 active butts in their military as of 2018. However, despite the amount of butts in their army, they only have the third strongest military. Now China, the People's Republic of China, their official name, spends $250 billion a year on their military. That is 3.2% of their GDP. That's nothing. Well, we'll compare that later to some other countries and no, it's, it's a very small amount. In fact, the United States of America devotes the same percentage of their GDP, 3.2% of their GDP. Do you have an average for the top 10? I do not have an average for the top 10, but the United States of America and China are not in the top 10 of military spending by percentage of GDP. That's interesting. I would not have guessed that. I would not have guessed that either. Although... So, everyone talks about how much the USA spends on its military and yes, they all have a point. America does probably overspend on its military in lots of different ways. But the United States of America spends, and I'm skipping around here, uh, $649 billion a year on its military. But again, still only 3.2% of GDP, the same percentage. It's like triple the amount in raw dollars. But it's the same percentage of GDP. Correct. Why don't you tell the folks at home what GDP is, by the way? GDP is gross domestic product. I don't know. Is it how much money your country as a total is earning each year? Let's look it up. The total value of goods produced and services provided in a country during one year. There you go. Is a monetary measure of the market value of all the final goods and services produced in a period of time. So, yeah. if you were to take every product and every service that's sold in a country in a year, that's that country's gross domestic product. 
Right. One of the main indicators of like a country's economy. Yeah. Okay. So, back to China. The People's Republic of China, their military is called the People's Liberation Army. So, the USA has five branches of the military. People's Republic of China also has five, but theirs are the ground, instead of the army, they have ground force, uh, navy, air force, rocket force, and, <laughs> and strategic support force. Is the rocket force for stealing Pokemon? <laughs> no, it's for missiles. Ah. And then the strategic support force are their space, cyberspace, and electronic defense systems. Is any part of the strategic force for board game strategy? I have to assume some of that is under the electronic portion. Yeah. Uh, now, according to the US Defense Department, China is developing kinetic energy weapons, high-powered lasers, high-powered microwave weapons, particle beam weapons, electromagnetic pulse weapons with its increase of military fundings. You mentioned a microwave weapon? Is that just to like nuke your hot pocket at <laughs> such a speed that it feeds their military at a quicker rate so they waste less time on food preparation? You can cook a hot dog in your pocket from an <laughs> airport away. First thing I mentioned were kinetic energy weapons. Do you know what those are? No. I didn't either. A kinetic energy weapon uh, is used for what's called kinetic bombardment. When I heard kinetic energy weapons, I thought about like Ryu from Street Fighter, you know, shooting a ball of something. Right. So, no, it's not shooting any sort of like type of energy. It's attacking a planetary surface with an inert projectile where the destructive force comes from the kinetic energy of the projectile impacting at very high speeds. It's basically a weaponized meteor strike. Why, why do every military have to design weapons that are intended to harm an entire civilization of innocent people? <laughs> well, the, the answer comes in the very next uh, line from my notes. The idea originated during the Cold War. Yeah. And the interesting thing about or one of the many interesting things about kinetic bombardment is that it doesn't require any kind of explosive warhead just a solid object and in many cases, the tests done with it were, using, were done using metal rods and because they come in, they, it's so they put up a satellite filled with metal rods and then the satellite flings the rods down to earth. Uh, because they come at a high angle and a high rate of speed, they're very difficult to defend against and because they use metal rods, uh, the, the nickname for this type of bombardment became uh, uh, rods from God. If you want to, if you get hit with this, you're getting rotted by God. God's rod. God rods me every day. So, in theory, China could choose to let one of these go at any time on any country. I mean, it would start like a war. I mean, I'm, we're not talking repercussions. I'm just talking, in theory, they could do this whenever they wanted. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how, what the output from a weapon like this is, like how many rods are, I, I, I have no idea. So, it sounds like, like a weapon of mass destruction, yes. I yeah. don't uh, – some of the cons to this are uh, using technology to ensure accuracy uh, and then the high cost of putting that ammunition in orbit. Yeah, is that something that would be shot into orbit in order to rain down the rods? So, yeah, you, and then the satellite would just orbit until it receives the signal to release. 
I mean, but a lot of countries, including the United States, have satellites that are monitoring like a good chunk of... Right. So, as our uh, listeners may have surmised, I'm not a military weapons expert, but my understanding of missile defense is that there's two like main portions to missile defense. There is detection, earliest detection, obviously the better. And then the other part is the interference, the stopping of the missile. It sounds like you could probably detect that a kinetic bombardment was coming, but because of the high angle and the high speed at which it's coming, your chances of stopping it or impacting it in a way that doesn't still bombard you, I think are slim. It's a lot like you and your butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because by the time you see it's coming, you detect that it's coming, it's coming at such a rate and such a great size that it will bombard you whether you invite that bombarding or not. Do you want to hear about lasers or not? Yeah, let's hear the lasers. Laser weapons. Now, China's not the only one using laser weapon. Laser weapons have been around for 20 or 30 years. But low-powered lasers are used to dazzle or stun humans with the light. They can also, if you start turning up the energy, be used to short-circuit electronics. Or they could also, I've read about tests where they simulated an attack by some boats. It was more effective for them to target the engines of the boats to disable them than it was to target the crew members on the boats. And it didn't exactly say why it was less effective. Did it like immediately obliterate them and they don't want to report like, eh, yeah, our laser accidentally vaporized people even at lowish powers. I have to think there's a great multitude of lasers on this planet that are ready right now to vaporize large amounts of people at a given time. Yeah, like a ray, like a like an alien ray gun. Yeah. The little information I could find on high-powered lasers, the example that I read that a laser one mile away could fry a car's engine. God. Do you think it could fry an egg too? It would atomize the egg. Okay, one more thing. You mentioned electronic magnetic pulse, EMP for short. Yes. That is a concept that scares the hell out of me. Do you want to explain what that is for the folks at home? Sure. Uh, An EMP blast or electromagnetic pulse is, I believe, humans first like experienced EMP as part of testing nuclear or atomic explosions. One of the things that's released is this electromagnetic pulse. Basically, they fry and destroy anything that uses electronics within its range. And I think the most like, I think maybe the most helpful use like a reference from a movie is in Ocean's Eleven. In Ocean's Eleven, they used an electromagnetic pulse bomb. I think Don Cheadle is the one who was responsible for setting that off out of a van. I mean, EMP is obvious. I mean, it could be designed to immobilize the technology of like a military and also to fuck with the civilians because that's always what it comes down to. But the thing I'd miss most is, I mean, I wouldn't be able to check the Tennis Podcast Twitter anymore. <laughs> Nor you would not be able to uh, drive a car. Record this episode right now. Or, or take a hot shower uh, or listen to our podcast. If an EMP blast hits, I'll tell you what, I'll make this, can you commit to this too, that if an EMP blast takes out the area that we're in, that we will still take a horse and buggy and meet up once a week <laughs> and do this podcast in person to a group of people dressed in rags and eating raw potatoes they scratched out of the ground, right? 
Sure. It's almost like a live podcast experience. Uh, we could also do the podcast while traveling on horse and buggy, yelling it to people following behind us. And that way, it's it's truer to the real sense of a podcast where it's mobile. It, it, it goes with you. We bring it to the people instead of the people having to come to us. You see what I mean? Yeah. It, we'll have to talk really loud over the, the clanging of pots and pans that are hanging off the side of our burrow. And the screams from our groupies that are following us. Also, the screams from the mutilated people that we've co-opted as slaves and helpers in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. Well, now you're just being a downer. Do you have anything else on China? No, that's it about China. Two million butts in the Chinese military, number one. Right. You also guessed USA. And I said- Hang on, hang on. USA. USA. Should we do the Pledge of Allegiance now or at the end of the podcast? I was thinking about the Pledge of Allegiance the other day. I had to go to a kindergarten assembly and at the beginning, they pledge allegiance to the flag and uh, I mean, why? What What is it about the flag that needs my like allegiance? Allegiance is such a strong yeah. thing for a child. A pledge of allegiance. Like we all hear that phrase so often that we don't even stop and think about it anymore. That's something a villain says. You must yeah. pledge allegiance. Is there anything else in your life that you pledge allegiance to? No. Pledging allegiance. Yeah, but the government can also is made out of people who could fuck you over. The government is not this entity that is just like a benevolent thing that's there. It's made out of people. Sometimes people are shitty. So, no, I'm not going to yeah. pledge allegiance to, to a bunch of people I don't fucking know. Or you pledge, you're a pledge of allegiance to the flag, actually, and the flag is nothing. It's just a flag. You're like basically pledging my allegiance to a shiny blanket. And it's weird too because once you get out of, I mean, high school at the most, you never say the Pledge of Allegiance again. <laughs> Are we going to be accused of being unpatriotic? Yeah, I would never dream of not pledging allegiance to the flag. So, why don't we move it on? So, USA, tell me about USA's military. USA is not number two. Okay, they are in the top 10 though. USA is in the top 10. USA is the third largest military in terms of active personnel with butts. I don't know if any countries have like a problem with butts, like have a significant portion of the population that is assless, which could affect the number of active butts in the military. But this is whole people, well, all people, regardless of whether they have a butt. If you're listening to this and you don't have a butt, just unsubscribe from our show. United States of America is the third largest military with 1,358,193 active military. One Jesus, because China had 2.3 million. No, 2,035,000. Oh, okay. So, just over 2 million. Uh, but still, yeah. that's like almost 700,000 higher than USA and yeah. USA is only 2. But you know, something else we, we haven't talked about yet is the population of the country. China is the most populous country in the planet. Yeah. There's more people in China than in the USA. So, for whatever that's worth. True. Now, the US, despite being third in, in size of active military, has the strongest military in the world by the military strength index. And I think to most people who have like eyes and ears probably know that the US has the strongest military in the world. As I said before, it's because we're spending nearly $650 billion a year on the military, which is 3.2% of our gross domestic product. Same percentage that China spends, although neither of us are in the top 10 uh, based on spending of percentage gross domestic product. Now, the United States of America is 11 and 3, I think. 11 and 3. In warring. Oh, yeah, in our, wars? Our score. I think we're 11 oh. and 3. We've been on a losing streak. 
What did we lose? Vietnam. Okay. It's one. I'm going to say the war in Iraq was a draw. Okay. What about the Civil War? Do we lose that? Do we, or do we, we win and lose that, right? Well, I'd say the Union won, so I'd call that a victory. Okay. And then, I don't know. Again, do you want to call the war in Afghanistan a wash? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking for losses, Brandon. Uh, well, I'm going to call, if it's not a win, I'm going to call it a loss. And right. uh, actually, probably 11 and 4, if you count the drug war, the drugs won. <laughs> so, the United States military is made up of five branches, soon to be six. The Army, the Marine Corps, the Navy, the Air Force, Coast Guard, and- Space Force. Yes, the Space Force. If approved, Space Force will be the sixth branch of the United States military. What do they do? Trump is the one that announced the Space Force and I think he thinks it's Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) I think he probably saw like Starship Troopers or one of the Star Wars movies. There's no way Donald Trump has watched a movie that was released any later than like the mid-70s. And he wants, he thinks we need a bunch of Buzz Lightyears. But what it actually is, is I think there is some question about roles and responsibilities across the different military branches in terms of who's responsible for space and the Air Force and the Navy and I'm sure multiple branches have like certain claims to roles and responsibilities or don't want those roles and responsibilities because they don't fit with the rest of their strategy. So, makes sense to create a specific force that only operates in in space and the way it's explained, this is one of the only things to come out of the administration so far that I'm like, yeah, that makes really good sense. We should do that. Is it to protect against other countries or other other aliens or both? No. I mean, again, I think the people who came up with the plan know that it, it's about using satellites and stuff to protect the United States from its enemies and to protect its allies. But I guarantee that Donald Trump thinks it's also for space aliens. Does- I bet he saw Mars Attacks. He was probably in Mars Attacks. Yeah, if it's a, a mid-90s film, there's a decent chance he made a cameo. But, but if there was an alien attack someday, the Space Force would probably be called upon first to handle it. I hope so, yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you something about just talking about the size of the US military. I thought this was interesting. The US Coast Guard by itself is the world's 12th largest Navy. God. Another interesting bit of recent news, military news. Now, when you turned 18, you had to register for selective service, right? Yeah, I think so. Around the time you're 18, you know, you register to vote, I think, and they also sign you up automatically for selective service. And fortunately, there hasn't been a draft since uh, 1973 in the US. But on February 22nd, 2019, a federal judge ruled that registering only males for selective service is unconstitutional. So, I don't have a follow-up on this. I'm not sure what the implications are but it could be that both men and women have to register for selective service in the future. I never thought of that. Like, I think the thinking originally was, well, we need to keep the women at home so they can have babies, right? How are they going to have babies if all the men are gone? Uh, because of those fuckers pretending to have bone spurs so they could stay behind and fuck everybody. Well, I remember hearing once, like me personally would not be drafted because I'm the only male heir. <laughs> the mo- only male mar- mar- heir? God damn it. <laughs> Jesus, Brandon. Okay, I'm keeping this in. 
<laughs> the only male heir to your family's fortune. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. I know that I am too old for it now. Yeah, you bet you're fucking, you're too old for a lot of things, a lot of things. The only way that I'm getting drafted is if, uh, I'm get, I would only be drafted in World War Four to help build spears. You'd be drafted for advice on having old man road rage while driving. A minute ago, you had a lot of trouble pronouncing. <laughs> male air. Male air. You know, people probably don't realize this, but I spend a meticulous amount of time editing every episode because Brandon has so many. <laughs> Brandon has so many mispronunciations, so many ums. I've thought about doing uh, like a best of Brandon's ums little like five minute bonus episode. Where it's just nothing but you struggling to speak edited together. Uh, uh, um, uh, I can just do that right now. Uh, um. Uh, mm, uh, yeah, so we're looking out for a bonus episode soon where it's nothing but Brandon bloopers because there's a fuck ton in every episode. Whatever. Luckily, you have a, uh, a non-sidekick host to pull you through every episode. If you edit out your own ums too, you're just not going to make your own blooper reel. I don't make mistakes like that. I'm a professional. Uh, so, yeah, China, USA. Check. You got number one, number three. I'm going to do what I've been doing the last few episodes. I'm going to try to guess this in reverse order now. Good luck. United Kingdom. United Kingdom is not in the top 10. Germany. Germany is not in the top 10. Yeah, they're probably gun shy to make any strong military <laughs> movement since the World War II. We got our eye on you guys. <laughs> in fact, stay out of Europe. What about South America? Stay out of South America. So, it's basically... It's the usual suspects, come on. Okay, so North Korea. North Korea is number five. On the list. God, and, and you know, they're not that big of a country compared oh, to- Oh, North Korea uh, is very interesting. North Korea, fifth largest military in the world by active duty personnel. By butts. <laughs> the, God, what a name. The Democratic People's Republic of Korea or North Korea has 950,000 active military members. Now, you're right. That comp how does that compare to the US's 1.3 million? Oh, they have a fucking tiny ass little country. Get this. Get this shit. Waiting. Waiting to get this shit. Hold on a second. You're going to have to cut this out. Let me pull up something. That's what she said. Something that I lost. That's what she said again. Okay. To put this in perspective, the United States of America has 1.3 million active military personnel, 811,000 in reserve, and 2.9 million paramilitary. Paramilitary are these like sort of ancillary services that I guess could be called up in time for defense, right? Yeah. The Democratic People's Republic of Korea, less than a million active military, 200,000 reserve military, 5.8 million paramilitary members. Is North Korea a place where all men of a certain age go to the military? There's almost 13 million people in North Korea that are available for military service. How, how did North, you know, I am ignorant to like the history of North and South Korea, but how, how did North Korea, this small little country become such a powerhouse, such a force to be reckoned with over the years? I mean, it's like comparable to the United States. I mean, you remember there was the, in the Korean War yeah. in, the, in the early 1950s. I mean, a lot of this is just because of the, it's related to the Cold War, to the 
you know, after World War II, two superpowers came out of that, the USA and Russia, and immediately started to duke it out over, you know, who's going to control or police the world and whose ideology, communism or capitalism is going to rule the world. Korean War is one of the, you know, many wars uh, to fall out of that. North Korea was equipped with Russian tanks, trucks, artillery, small arms. Small arms? They had small arms? <laughs> they had little baby arms, yeah. Little T-Rex arms? When talking military, small arms means uh, the guns that a human can hold, a person can hold. Uh, so, anyway, that's uh, North Korea, South Korea. It's, you know, that's why the US got involved. We're trying to stop the spread of communism. Why do we care, by the way? Why can't countries be communism if, communist if they want? I really don't know. Anyway, it's that. It's uh, Russian shit. They have leftover Russian shit and they also still receive like weapons from the Middle East and from Russia, basically from all of our, well, <laughs> who used to be our enemies. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's how uh, North Korea became so isolated. I'm sure when the North Korean government finally collapses, most of the world I think is going to be shocked at the extent of the humanitarian crisis that has been ignored there. I've done a, a little bit, it's been years since I did this research, but what I found out about uh, their detention centers and what goes on in North Korea is pretty disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kim Jong-un is the supreme commander. He's the son of Kim Jong-il, who you'll all remember as a cute little wooden puppet in Team America World Police. Which is where most of my understanding of foreign affairs comes from. Same. Yeah, so Kim Jong-un is, is his son. He is also friends with Dennis Rodman. Oh, good. He's the only fat person in North Korea because everyone else is starving. Kim Jong-un is super fascinating to me. He went to school. He didn't go to school in North Korea. He had the money and means to be sent to somewhere in Switzerland and he went to school under like a different name. Well, his father was the ruler of North Korea and his father didn't want him to go to school there? No, because North Korea blows. They don't have anything. The infrastructure is falling. They don't have, like, they got nothing. So, yeah, he sent him away to, you know, attend the best schools and receive this awesome education. But he couldn't let people know that he was the son of Kim Jong-il because that makes him a target. So, he went under assumed names and he also used different birth dates. Uh, I do know that there's reports that at least one of his classmates said that, that, he, that he told them he was the son of the North Korean leader. They said he was shy and socially awkward. He don't fucking say. He's like overweight. He's just a chip off the old blocks. He's like, eh. <laughs> he, eh. You know, they won't play with him or hang out with him. He's like, hey, fuck you guys. You know my dad can kill you. Well, you my dad's the leader of North Korea, right? And then I'm sure that he, you know, he's been brought up to believe that he is a god incarnate, that his father is a god incarnate, that he's going to inherit all this wealth and command of this army. And then as he grows older, I'm sure he starts to find out like, oh no, North Korea is a joke. There's no way that Kim Jong-un has not seen Team America World Police, has seen his father lampooned and made a fucking joke of. And I really wonder if at some point in his young adulthood, he realized Oh, fuck. I am inheriting a huge problem. I could be killed in a military coup at any time. There's been for decades, there have been people held in like concentration camps. I don't, I, I don't know if I can just let them out. Like, I'm sure that he at some point in his life realized like, or like, I hope at some point in his life, he realized like, oh, fuck, I'm inheriting some dog shit. 
And how are you saying, can you imagine inheriting dog shit, by the way? Imagine reading the will of, an, of someone you're related to and you inherit dog shit. Like, um, like literal dog shit. Anyway, let's explore that at another time. You're making these assumptions about Kim Jong-un because you're thinking he's more cultured than his father since he went off to Switzerland. Switzerland, a very progressive place. I mean, what little I know about him, yeah, he was a socially awkward kid who went to private schools in Switzerland. I'm sure are attended by some of the wealthiest and well-connected people in the world. Probably huge snob, like snobs like you've... Snobs that make snobs. Snobs among snobs, yeah. Yeah, a snob snob. How, think So, North Korea is poor, everyone there is starving but they have this huge military. What is the percentage of GDP for their military? No, uh, it's not on here. Uh, it's unreported. Well, I was going to say because, yeah, how do people... Because North Korea doesn't play by the rules, right? They don't disclose no, that's anything. A good, a good way to describe North Korea is that they don't play by the rules. Uh, no, they don't report any of that stuff. Let's see, what else can I tell you about it? Uh, 25% of their population serve as paramilitary personnel. It's the largest paramilitary in the world. I just don't understand just the logic of like being Kim Jong-un or his father and looking around your country and thinking this is the best, our country's the best, we have the best ideas. It's incredible. I, I have... I honestly don't understand it. Think about how willfully blind you have to be. I mean, it's like a cult, right? Yeah. North Korea was one of those countries that recently uh, like an American citizen went across the border for some reason, maybe doing research or go to school or something, I don't remember what, and they wouldn't let him leave. Yeah, he died. Uh, he's an American college student who was in prison in North Korea in 2016. In 2017, he was released by North Korea in a vegetative state and he died soon afterward. Yeah, he was, he was tortured. They let him die. But for what? Because they're fucking nuts, man. Because I just, they're, all right, yeah, all right. They're a bunch of paranoid nutty buddies. Uh, did you know that there were these like legends, these urban legends about a submarine appearing off the coast of Japan and people coming out of it and kidnapping Japanese people and taking them into a sub and disappearing? And <laughs> it turns out it was true. It was North Korea pulling up in a fucking submarine. Like off the side of a beach or something? Yeah, and like having somebody run up and grab <laughs> a Japanese person and pull him in the sub and take him to North Korea to have him teach him Japanese. Can you imagine being at Venice Beach? And these little guys to start running. I say little guys. I'm not saying this as like a racist thing. I'm saying this as... I like to imagine them as all being like, because they're all malnourished, they all are about probably like four and a half feet tall and just walk around like showing their muscles all the time anyway. Uh, yeah, I see all these little guys like running full speed off this submarine and then just swarming someone and pull dragging her away. They just, I imagine like two North Koreans running up <laughs> onto the beach, grabbing a person, lifting him up over their head. And then in some of the Mario games that are out now where you can, two people can play at the same time, Mario can pick Luigi up over his head and then run with him. That's what I imagine. Oh, that's like uh, Chip and Dale. Oh my God. Could do that in uh, the Nintendo, the 8-bit Nintendo game, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale could pick each other up and throw each other. Yes, we know, Brandon. You told us. That's hot shit for an 8-bit game. All right. Well, one, one redeeming thing about Kim Jong-un is a hell of an ass. Gross. Okay, get another guess. Um, Russia, top five. Yeah, Russia is in the top five. Russia is number four. It's the fourth largest military in the world. 
With 1,013,628 active military, it is also the second strongest military in the world. Now, the Russian Federation spends only $61 million a year. God. I know. It's like nothing. Uh, that's probably like, I don't know, who knows how much is actually reported right with those sneaky guys. It's like Bill Gates' annual salary almost. 3.9% of their GDP is spent on the military. Everything I know about the Russian military either comes from the Cold War, Ivan Drago from Rocky IV, or my personal fear of Vladimir Putin himself. I'm taking a look to see if we have any listeners in Russia. <laughs> Just stay out of those places. I mean, I know that... We're making know, a lot of enemies today. Well, I'm also shitting on the USA. So, I guess what I'm saying is like we need to get to Mars. We, we need to get our ass to Mars fast. It's just going to be the same problems on Mars, just a different place. Uh, well, let's ignore that. And, uh, you know, you still okay. haven't figured out what number two is. And you got the whole bottom half of the list. Japan. Japan is not in the top ten. What? Okay. India. India is the second largest military in the world by active military, active Indian butts. There are one... Million three hundred and ninety-five thousand one hundred butts in the Indian military. Very comparable to the U.S. butts. Yes, yeah, only about forty thousand more active military than the U.S. They have India has the fifth, the fifth strongest military in the world. They spend sixty-seven billion dollars a year on the military, which is only two point four percent of their gross domestic product. Uh, now, the Indian Armed Forces have four branch, uh, sorry, three branches, Army, Navy, and Air Force. They're not fucking around in space yet. Theirs is the largest volunteer army, probably owing to the huge population in India. Something interesting I found out about the Indian military, they don't use elephants. What do you mean? What? Don't you think they would? I thought they had war elephants. You're starting to sound like Cersei. Oh, well, I wasn't demanding them. And also, those elephants wouldn't have done shit. Those elephants would have just got all cooked up by a dragon. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> by the way, well, let's not get into it because I, I have a lot to say on this and we'll never get out of this episode. So, let's swiftly move on from Game of Thrones. A good point uh, on India's side is that they were the third country after South Korea and Albania to commit to and destroy their stockpile of chemical weapons. To destroy their chemical weapons? Yeah, they said chemical weapons are bad, that, that they are morally, ethically wrong, that uh, using chemical weapons is a war crime and we're going to sign a pledge to get rid of all ours and not use them or not even have them. Huh. That's good. That's, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so, good for you, India, and, as well as South Korea and Albania. Uh, the other thing I know about the Indian Armed Forces is that they came to the aid of Indiana Jones at the end of uh, the Temple of Doom. Well. So, all around good guys. Yeah, they, they sound great. So, six through ten. You... Yeah, I've got the top five. I mean, I'm nailing it. Speaking of nailing it, let's uh, nail some of our recent iTunes reviews real quick. Uh, I have some good ones that I want to make sure to read. Hit me. Okay, if you review us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, we're going to read it on the show eventually and I have two today to read. The first one comes from SLC 
film fan who says, this podcast is a journey of friendship. <laughs> if they only knew, right? Quote, Dudish delight. I love the concept for this pod. Top 10 lists are always fun and banter and friendship from these boys, from these homeboys, <laughs> makes for a hilarious and enjoyable listen. <laughs> Great lighthearted comedy for your commute. End quote. Now, first of all, SLC Film Fan, I want to thank you for listening and for your review, but I have some qualms because Brandon is not a friend. He is an associate sidekick host. And also, we can be enjoyed. We are lighthearted comedy for not only your commute, but for all times of your life. Just never take us out of your ears, ever, during the entire day. Uh, you can listen to us while you're sleeping. Yeah, because, yeah, why not? Okay, this comes from... Mr. Elster 62, they say, quote, I like this podcast so much that my podcast stole their format for an episode. What? You'll be hearing from our lawyers. These guys rule how they banter, how they share, how I wish they were my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I might be old enough to be your parent. Uh, you definitely are. I could see having one of us as a parent, but having us as their parents that means we're raising this kid together, right? You and I? Well, how old is this person? I'm not raising another person under the age of 18. It doesn't matter how they were because if we're their parents, that means we've been their parents since they were born. So, one of us birthed this person. You did. And then, and then we raised him. But what? Just imagine how fucked up they'd be. <laughs> I'm imagining what my kids have done with just my influence. I mean, our, this kid would love peanut butter, that's for sure. I got somebody saying the S-H-I-T word at school. Well. Making songs out of it. Well, let's hear the song. Shit, 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 <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> and the teacher told you? Yeah, because it was the second time in the like the last week. But he would be a more interesting uh, psychic coast for sure. He's a filthy mouthed sidekick host. Leave us a review. We'll read it. Let's get back to the list. I got one through five. Now, I need to guess six through ten. And Japan is not in here. No. Saudi Arabia. I would have probably guessed that too, but no, they're not in the top ten. You know, I got to say, these militaries are smaller than I would have guessed. Only 1.3 million in the US, spread over five branches. Yeah, like when you asked about Germany earlier, Germany has 178,600 active duty military. That is crazy. Only 27,900 in reserve and only 500 paramilitary. You also asked about United Kingdom. Uh, United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland have 150,250 active duty uh, military. I guess these countries aren't, have no plans to join any wars anytime soon. Well, if they do, they're probably doing it. Well, again, I used to think side by side with us, but you know, who knows anymore? Is there anyone in the Middle East on here? Yes. Who am I missing from the Middle East? That's obvious. Well, one, one of the Middle Eastern countries on this list has been in the news a lot in the last few days. I know it's obvious. I just cannot think of it. I need to look at a map. Iraq? No. No. I think we are kind of responsible for the uh, diminishing of Iraq's military to 64,000 active duty personnel. Iran. Iran, yeah. The country of Iran has 523 active duty military. 523, that's it, huh? Yeah. You said 523 and left out the thousand. 
What number are they? Oh, sorry. Uh, they're number eight on the list. Tell me about Iran or Iran. Uh, honestly, that's about it. There's not a whole lot interesting about the Iranian military. They have a small... We got some Ara- Iranians shaking their fists at you right now. I mean, not, it's nothing disparaging. There just wasn't anything noteworthy. Worth, there wasn't anything worth making one of Brandon's bullets about. Brandon's bullets, listen to you. Well, there's, there's two bullet points. Uh, one is that they very badly want to enrich uranium to make nuclear weapons. And the other thing is that despite their inability to do that, there seems to be some warring words coming from uh, the US administration about going to war with Iran. Although, I see a headline from the New York Times from just one hour ago that says, Trump tells Pentagon chief he does not want war with Iran, which I agree with him on. So, you might say that you ran out of Iran bullets. Yeah. So, Iran, number eight. My next guess is Madagascar. That's a joke. (laughs) My, My next guess is Mexico. No, Mexico is not on here. Although, now I'm kind of curious. Mexico is not too far down on the list. They are 18th largest military, 277,150 active duty personnel. There's no one in Europe on here? No. So, I don't know what's left that I'm missing here. Vietnam? Vietnam, yes, is on the list. It is number nine, the ninth largest military in the world, belongs to Vietnam with 482,000 active military. Americans may remember Vietnam from the Vietnam War. My favorite Vietnam joke is from The Office when Michael Scott's meeting somebody for the first time and they mentioned that they were in Vietnam. Michael said, Vietnam, I hear it's wonderful this time of year. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Almost like uh, the opposite way that the joke went in It's Always Sunny when uh, Frank talks about his time spent in Nam and uh, his son Dennis says, you went there to open a sweatshop and he (laughs) said, yeah, a lot of good men died in that sweatshop. That's funny. That's good stuff. We didn't come up with it but you heard it here. Um, Yeah, Vietnam, they beat us but now we sell them weapons so... Yeah, so who beat who, am I right? Yeah, I guess the big winner in this whole list is the military-industrial complex. What's the best movie you've seen portraying the Vietnam War? I guess there's actually a few. I'll give you a couple answers. The best documentary on the Vietnam War, I think, is the one called The Vietnam War. It's a Ken Burns documentary. It's available on Netflix. The best comedy? I keep forgetting about the movie Tropic Thunder, but it keeps coming up. Every few years, I remembered that Tropic Thunder exists and that it was funny. My favorite overall movie depicting Vietnam is... um, We Were Soldiers, say it. Full Metal Jacket. Mm, That's a good one too. What's yours? It might be Tommy Boy. (laughs) Why don't we... uh, Is there anything else on Vietnam? Uh, I mean, there is, but not in my notes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I meant in, in totality. Yeah, I haven't summed up Vietnam. Okay, so 10, 7, and 6 and there's no Europe, no South America. There are two more, well, I say Middle Eastern. Uh, One of them is I think sometimes confused or referred to as a Middle Eastern country but it is actually technically African so sorry, uh, I made a mistake there earlier. That may have tipped you off to which country it is. Egypt? Egypt. Egypt I always think of as as being Middle Eastern but no, it's um, African. I think it might be Middle Eastern, right? I mean... 
Because Middle East is not a continent. It's just like... A region? Yeah, it's a region. Egypt might be considered... I don't actually know. I'm just... Saying. So, I'm going to look it up and find out because I I don't know and I think maybe... So, it's in the northeast corner of Africa, the southwest corner of Asia by a land bridge. It is a Mediterranean country. Egypt is the most populous country in North Africa, the Middle East, and the Arab world. So... I take back my I take back that apology. <laughs> so suck at Egyptians. <laughs> Fuck you! I knew it was in the Middle East. <laughs> uh, the, Egypt comes in at the ten, at number ten, four hundred thirty-eight thousand five hundred duty active military members. They are the duty duty. Uh, they're the twelfth <laughs> strongest military in the world. And the only note I had about the Egyptian military again. The Egyptian armed forces have their own wiki page with tons of information about their history and how their branches are organized, but none of it is particularly podcast worthy. The only- Whoa, whoa, shots fired, hot take. Well, not for this podcast. It's just well, not exciting. People come to us for facts and figures and science and, and history and liberal arts and- Up until- Mathematicians. Up until the 1960s. Mathematics. Up until the 1960s, the Egyptian army employed cursed mummies <laughs> as weapons. Well, since we're offending Egyptians, I'll, I'll add this anecdote. <laughs> How do I say this? I know Egypt's still around, obviously. We're talking about it right now. It has the 10th largest army in the world right now. By butts. But doesn't Egypt, when you first hear it, always, like, you have to remind yourself that it's, in, we're not talking about, like, a 2,000 plus old civilization? A place that's just covered with, like, blowing sand all the time. Yeah, it, because Egypt is always a part of biblical history and just history as a whole. Guys with the head in the face of a dog. You just kind of feel like, oh, yeah, there's actually people still living in Egypt and it's got like this thriving- Yeah, there's normal people wearing clothes and yeah. walk, like using iPhones. <laughs> they got a KFC by the pyramids, I hear. <laughs> well, you know, I, I would love to see the pyramids one day. That actually is on my bucket list because I'd love to see the, the definitive proof of a prehistoric alien technology putting the pyramids together. There's no other way it could happen. Okay, there's two more left. You got number six and number seven. Now, my assumption based on very little knowledge is that both of these uh, countries have large militaries in part because of aggressions with their neighbors who are also in the top ten. Thailand. I don't know who, who Thailand might be uh, aggressing with. Thailand is near Vietnam. I'll tell you what, one of them is an aggressor to North Korea. South Korea? South Korea. South Korea is number seven on the list. Uh, again, my assumption is that that's partially because North Korea has such a big military that South Korea also has to maintain a large military. If I'm not mistaken, they're still like technically in, at war, even if they're not actively fighting. Yes, there's a de demilitarized zone. Uh, so, the Republic of Korea is uh, the official name of South Korea. It's 599,000 active military the seventh strongest military in the world. I would assume that their missile detection capabilities are probably, you know, second only to the United States. Uh, this is the good Korea for those uh, keeping score at home. In South Korea, military service is mentioned as one of four constitutional duties, along with taxes, education, and labor. 
Huh. This is only for males, though. Is South Korea a democratic, free country? I feel like they're pretty free. I think South Korea is actually like a a popular Asian destination for American expatriates or other, you know, Eng- English-speaking expatriates. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, if you are a South Korean male, you can expect to serve 21 months in the Army or Marine Corps or 23 months in the Navy or 24 months in the Air Force or Civil Service. Oh, so every male has to do it. Yeah, the only other country that I'm, I'm sure other countries do it, the other country that we are allies with that I know does mandatory service is Israel. Okay. Well, I know that Gal, is it Godot or Gadot, the actress who played Wonder Woman, who looks like a supermodel, uh, also served in the Israeli military because everybody has to over there. Uh, that's, that's interesting. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I, I just, I saw a video or a picture where she was from her time in the military holding a weapon. Not very many Hollywood actresses have served in the military. Wait, no, no, no. You're forgetting Kim Kardashian. Are there any other Hollywood actresses that have served in the military? Let me just consult my brain right now that has that fact offhand immediately. There's no, I, I can't name one. Kim Kardashian, I told you. Oh, you know, I think Melissa McCarthy. Miley Cyrus, I know, definitely has. I think she was a general in the... Uh, <laughs> The Melissa McCarthy thing, you got me for a minute. I was like, yeah, she could have, she might have served, you know, when she was young. Okay. Fuck you for tricking me. There's one left. I'm stumped. The country at number six also has a neighbor that they have uh, tense border disputes at times and this country is also in the top 10. It's about as good of a clue as I think as I can give you. Border disputes. Yeah. Pakistan? Pakistan. Nice work. Did you, were you aware that Pakistan and India? Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> were, you re- were you really? <clears throat> yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, Pakistan is the sixth largest military in the world by butts. 653,000 active military butts. In Pakistan, they have the 11th strongest military in the world. God. You know, I, I'm just really surprised at this list because it's the Middle East kind of dominates here. You did learn something today. The Middle East does start to dominate. Uh, Pakistan uh, has the largest military among Muslim countries. Pakistan has close military relations with China and the US. Pakistan's military is the largest contributor to United Nations peacekeeping efforts. That is... <laughs> I'm learning all kinds of shit today, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, so... Next time you think of Pakistan, you should think of Pakistan with a warm feeling in your heart because they are, by the, the, the sheer number of Pakistani butts that they're putting towards it, they are helping to keep the world a, safe, uh, a safer place more, more so than any other country instead in, ter- of thinking in terms of, of butts. Instead of thinking about that, when I think about Pakistan, as you suggested, I'm instead going to think about what I always think about. And we'll continue to always think about, and that's Babu from Seinfeld wagging his finger at Jerry. Oh, uh, I didn't. He was from Pakistan. You're a very bad man. Very, very bad man. Pakistan is also bordered by Afghanistan on the other side. There's a good reason for them to, you know, want to be beefed up and protect themselves. Now, in Pakistan, uh, their culture 
The military is highly respected in their civil society because of their selfless service. The types of things they do for, you know, disaster or humanitarian relief in their own country, plus all of the UN peacekeeping efforts. And Pakistan, it sounds like joining the military is one of the more selfless and honorable things that you can do. So, the top 10. Yeah, I'm just really, I'm flabbergasted, Brandon. There's a lot to digest here. Yeah, take us back through it. The 10 largest militaries in the world by active military personnel on duty. Oh, I guess they're not all on duty at the same time. Someone's got to take a nap. Starting at number 10, number 10 is Egypt, number 9 is Vietnam, number 8, Iran, number 7, South Korea, number 6, Pakistan, number 5, North Korea, number 4, Russia, number 3, USA, number 2, India, and number 1, the most amount of butts in a military in the world, People's Republic of China with 2,035,000 active military butts. But by a wide margin because number 2, India has 700,000 less. They got a lot of young men that they'll never have females for, that they just like throw them at military service. It's funny because if you look at these, these countries on a map, a good chunk of the top 10 are really small countries relative to some of these like China and the US and stuff. Yeah. Because I but, think when you think in your head big militaries, your mind automatically goes to big countries. The top four are really big countries, China, India, US, Russia. After that, they're all kind of average to small sized. And when, I, when I, I'm talking about like by area, land area. You're right. Basically, from five through 10, none of them have a seriously impressive land area. Are there any countries right now that don't have an active military? The only one I know for certain off the top of my head would be Switzerland because they are neutral. But I'm looking, there are some zeros on this list. Costa Rica has zero active duty military, uh, although they have 9,800 paramilitary. Iceland has zero. Libya has zero across the board. I would assume that's because <laughs> something to do with Gaddafi and the United States. Palestine has zero across the board. You, you know, you mentioned Switzerland being neutral. You'd still think they'd want a military to defend themselves. Maybe right? they do have. I'm looking to see if Switzerland is listed in here anywhere. Maybe I'm... Yeah, Switzerland does have a military. I'm wrong. I'm stupid and wrong. Yeah. Switzerland has 20,950 active duty military members, 218,000 in reserves. So, I, I apologize for being stupid and wrong. Let's Never see. Never trust anything Brandon says is the lesson here. You want, you, earlier, you asked about Congo. Yes. The Republic of Congo has 10,000 active duty military members. Like what's even the point? <laughs> like 10,000 will be trampled by. It's like a big concert. Yeah. Yeah. I... So, I'm looking at the list of countries without armed forces to see if there's anything interesting. A lot of these are small islands. St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Samoa. Yeah, that's it. It's a very, very small uh, number of countries pretty much all of them tiny islands that do not have their own militaries. Speaking of tiny islands with no militaries, that could also describe the Tennis Podcast. We are a tiny island unto ourselves. We have no militaries, but we have thousands of loyal listeners and I'd like to thank all of you for listening to the show. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TennisPod. Please buy our goddamn shirts at TennisPod.com slash merch. Please leave us a motherfucking review on iTunes and please 
give us a virtual pat on the back. Brandon, hmm. anything else we should plug here? Peace. Peace. Thank you to everyone who serves in the military, I guess. Do we want to do that? Do we want to yeah. thank people? You should treat the military the way you would treat any large group. That we support the vast majority of you. But if you're a jerk or a butthead uh, or you're doing something sneaky or wrong, I'm not into that. <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a butthead <laughs> doing something sneaky or wrong. Yes. All right. We're going to go. Brandon, appreciate your time, bub. And I'll see you next week for the next episode where you will guess my list. Let's do it. See ya.